Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2002's The Magdalene Sisters, starring Geraldine McEwen and Nora Jane Noon. This is Dudes on Demand, and this request comes from Liam in Liverpool. Uh, thank you for sending a nice email, Liam. So we're going to talk about this movie, but before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched probably the worst slasher movie there's ever been. <laughs> really? It's called Prom Night. Oh, I almost watched that recently. Okay. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Okay. Literally nothing happens for the first 80 minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm not, and when I don't mean, when I say nothing, I don't mean like no kills, but that's, that's part of it. But like nothing. I mean, and it's shot in like this gauzy filter where, where, where you almost can't even see anything. It's just Jamie Lee Curtis's hairdo uh-huh. uh, for, for over an hour. <laughs> I, I, I was this... I was so bored, bored to tears. Do you remember who directed this or wrote it? I know it's one of those you know low grade it is. slashers. Yes, which you know what? That's how you're describing it. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, you'd think that like um, Jamie Lee from from doing what she's doing, she'd already made the fog. She'd already made um, Halloween. Uh, Halloween. Um, she she would only be she she was a horror queen at that time, and she was just unfortunately in a really stupid movie. So this. I'm guessing the only reason this movie has lasted as long as it has is because Jamie Lee Curtis is in exactly it. right, not because it's any good. Right, oh. she she has an ex- a really great extended dance sequence at one point that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but but other than that, yeah, if if it didn't have her oh name God. and that dancing in it, forget about it. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. Um. So I watched The Matrix. <laughs> I was uh ready for a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, put the Matrix on, and good lord, this movie's still amazing. Yeah, I love this movie. Uh, and it was my DVD copy, so I watched my DVD, and then after I watched my DVD, I bought a Blu-ray of it. So next time I watch <laughs> it, I can watch it on Blu-ray. <laughs> you just went and bought the Blu-ray after you watched the DVD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess you'd have to, right? Yeah, I was like, you know what? I need to upgrade. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll get 4K Ultra, oh, man. you know, Mega Vision or whatever they got now. And buy one of those uh, like, you know, a, concave I'll televisions? I'll buy an implant. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll go to Recall. <laughs> Yeah, that, oh, man. So, but The Matrix, man, what a like, mind-bending yeah. sci-fi action movie. Right. Awesome. Uh, so, Dave, you ready to talk about 2002's The Magdalene Sisters? I think I am. All right, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Well, okay, uh, so the synopsis of The Magdalene Sisters. Um, in Ireland, up until 1996, the Catholic Church ran these, for lack of a better term, asylums for what they considered fallen women. Mm-hmm. These are women who, like, committed some kind of trespass, according to the church, against society or God. Mm-hmm. And rather than treat them with the appropriate humanity, they just institutionalize them and force them into slave labor and mm-hmm. horribly brutal conditions and abuse. Yep. Um, and this was sanctioned by the Catholic Church. Of course it was. And everyone associated with the Catholic Church, whether they're in Ireland, Rome, or Boston, or wherever you want to go, there, there's blood on your hands. Yeah. And, um, and that's what we'll get into. Is this the first time we're bashing the Catholic Church on the yeah, air? Yeah, I, I believe this is the first time we've, we're actually going to be just using the Catholic oh, Church man. for a dartboard, and, and it's going to, you know, get ready, everybody. All right, sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, just remember, we're the dudes. We're here for you. Uh-huh. 
We love you. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Liam wanted us to talk about this. So right. Let's do it. Right. And also, too, we, we should note that like this is not just restricted only to to the Catholic faith. I mean, like it, like Protestants have have had have done similar things over the centuries. I mean, every everyone's done this. Stuff, of course. Which is the tragic part. Yes. It always comes back to you know. Men are the worst. There, there is no question. Yeah. It's not one specific set. It's just humanity's terrible. And yeah. if people get power, mm-hmm. they'll abuse it. Precisely. Mm-hmm. And and I, I guess we can acknowledge again that, uh, like we do almost every week now, mm-hmm. women are superior to men. They always have been. And it's time for men to acknowledge <laughs> it. And <laughs> so but, here we go. But even the women with the power in this movie abuse it. Geraldine McEwen. Mm-hmm. As Sister Bridget, she runs the asylum. This is an utterly satanic performance, and it's just perfectly emblematic of the hypocrisy <laughs> in in Christianity. She is sadistic, cruel, totally unmerciful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm scared of Geraldine McEwen when she's caning the the women. It's Man. just relentless. I know she has no remorse for doing it. She is completely okay doing it. Yeah, and and at the end, she just like. Like goes all out on right. Rose, right? That's uh, pretty disturbing to watch because she, she's whacking her. Man. I know that I know. sucks. It, it's 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 really really it's a really hard watch. This movie, yeah, yeah. I'm sure God wants you to do that. <laughs> God, I mean, you know, like like the idea of like of doing these kinds of things, carrying out these atrocities against mm-hmm. people, and then trying to back it up with scripture, mm-hmm. um, and being that like t- taking that kind of moral stance against someone who in many cases, didn't even do anything. Right. Yeah, in the one instance, uh, Bernadette comes in to talk to her mm-hmm. about something. Right. And then she ends up getting caned for just, you know, poking her nose in the office. It's it, it's pretty shocking. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Damn people. So, the, um, yeah. The way the movie opens is with three little sequences, one for each of our three main protagonists. Yes. It shows how they arrive at the asylum, or I guess what they've done to get there. Yes. Because it doesn't show them all physically being carted off there. Right. It shows one, it shows Margaret, who's Amory Duffy's character, mm-hmm. or Amory Duff. Amory Duff. Um, she gets raped at a wedding, and now she's carted off for being a whore. <laughs> yeah. It's outrageous. It's amazing, right? It's, it's, it's yeah. Uh, her own father puts her in. Right. I'm assuming that's her father. Yes, it, it is her own father, and he he does it without any without a second thought. Yep. Just that's where you're going now. Right. Got to fix you. Right. Because uh, your cousin raped you. It's your fault. No, no consequences God. for the guy. Um, he, he he just none. Like like, sh- she has done wrong. You know. And this all happens in maybe 90 seconds, yeah. two minutes. Uh, then we cut to Nora J. Noon's character, Bernadette, and she's at an orphanage. Mm-hmm. She's I don't know how old she is. She's a teenager, she's a eighteen teen, yeah. maybe. Yeah, something like that. But uh, these boys are flirting with her, and she's kind of flirting back a little bit. Right. And then the people who run the orphanage are looking out the window at her, thinking she's some kind of tart or something. So they ship her off. The way they show it is great because there's these two twin girls that like to comb her hair, yeah. brush her hair, and it cuts to the next morning, and her mattress is gone. Her her sheets are folded up, like she's just no longer there, and the twins are looking for her. It's, it's it's amazing. It is, and it's so sad. And and yet, uh, Bernadette's sin is that she's beautiful. Yeah, and th- they really like talk about that when she's getting her hair combed right. or brushed, because the little girls are like saying, like, "Isn't it a sin to be beautiful?" And mm-hmm. she's like, "No, vanity's a sin. Yes, being beautiful is not. Right. You know, wasn't uh, Mary beautiful? 
Yes. You know. <laughs> Bernadette, as a teenager in an orphanage, knows more about the scriptures and more about what God supposedly wants than the nuns who, who are high up in the church. Yes. Huh. Uh, it's, oh, wow. And then Rose, she also goes by Patricia, played by Dorothy Duffy. Mm-hmm. She has a baby out of wedlock. Yeah. And I guess she decides to put the baby up for adoption at, you know, the the urging of her family, her yes. mom and dad. And then she doesn't want to do it. And then they put her in the asylum because of what's happened. Right. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, and and the, the, the baby is ripped away from her in the hospital by the priest. Her parents are completely unfeeling to her situation. She has shamed them the mom, by, you yeah. know, by, the, by this deed. The and... mom won't even look at the baby. Right. The dad hasn't seen it. Nope. Uh, and even the priest, to give you an idea of the mentality of the society... He's just saying, you know, this is a bastard child, and society will not accept it. Right. It's best to just get rid of it, and that's it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so you're going to put it in an orphanage, and that'll make things better? Yeah. For for whom, you know? For for this veneer of, uh, you know, Catholic charity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, to, to, to keep alive this, this you know, uh, this, this <laughs> weird notion that, that, that Christianity has somehow shaped a nation— whether it's America or Ireland, I can tell you how it shaped it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't like the shape. No, no, that <laughs> straight up, dude. Yes. Oh man. So then you get the credits with the list of names behind it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, like a, a war memorial. You know, yeah. all, all the names are it listed. Does. It's great, right? Uh, and we see the three women show up at the uh, asylum. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, because it's basically that's what an it is. asylum, right? Um. And then you meet the sister Bridget, who's awful, and she's mm-hmm. counting money while she's talking about the virtues of Mary Magdalene. It's <sighs> God damn you, nun! It, it's it's <laughs> it's not even symbolism. You no, know, it, it's, it's just it's literally. Just, yeah, she is putting little rolls of pounds mm-hmm. into like a cookie tin, um, and it's just stacks of money, fat it, stacks. And she's doing it in front of them too. Yeah. Like it's not like she's trying to hide this fact. No way. That's just. That's just how they run things, and nobody bats an eyelash at it. They don't care. No. Yeah, good. This is a great place. <laughs> God. And Man. Not, we should mention, this is all true. Like, the events in the movie maybe aren't 100% entirely true, just like any, you know, historical film is, right. you know, done. Right. But, like, this place existed, and the, these women had things happen to them. And it's not just this place. No. It's all over Ireland. Yeah, they, these were the all UK. over the place. Yeah. Right. Uh, Peter Mullen, the director, he said that he wrote his screenplay based on the testimony of former Magdalene inmates, and and he wanted to to make the film because the victims had never received any like acknowledgement from the church about what happened to them. Yeah, no, no reparation, mm-hmm. um, and no apology. No, nothing. N- nothing. N- th- there's never been any kind of like you know uh, statement officially about you know like what 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 all went down and mm-hmm. what they sanctioned. And in particular, there was one. A woman, I think her name was Mary Jane McDonough, um, mm-hmm. who has gone on record as saying this movie doesn't capture the brutality that was in those asylums. Right, and you see some pretty brutal stuff in this I, I, movie. It, impossible to even conceive of what life would must have been like for people, mm-hmm. you know? Because they show things like uh, the nuns, you know, belittling naked women's bodies and making fun of them. Yes. Telling them they're terrible. Right. There's two nuns standing there. With a row of all the all the ladies yeah. just standing there naked, and they're commenting on who has the smallest breasts, who has the largest, breasts, who wins the contest. You know, 
who has the fattest ass. Right. They're just being the most obnoxious, insulting people on the planet. Absolutely. And cruelly. Yes. They're doing it just for pure cruelty. Right. Getting for, pleasure from it. For, for Exactly. For no other reason other than we, we have to dehumanize these women further. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's and and that's a really painful scene to watch because like the the actresses truly are standing there like they they Ugh. I mean the bravery of them to stand there for, for this scene of course and then to to then like just have these insults hurled at them by these women mm-hmm. um is it's I, I've said shocking and outrageous so many times already on this show and, and I, I, yeah, I it gonna, doesn't really do it justice gonna keep saying it <laughs> yeah exactly and then there's other things like sexual atrocities which they don't yes. show a lot of but right. i could imagine it happened all the time yes um the one c- character crispina played by eileen walsh right she's kind of a little mentally unhinged here yeah the place has broken her and you see her giving a priest a blowjob in right. one scene it's right. not entirely graphic or anything but you can see what's happening you just know what's happening you know what's happening right and I think Rose sees it happen, or Margaret, one of one of the two. It's Margaret. It's Margaret. And man, just that that's all they show as far as that's concerned. Right. But imagine how this is going down all over this place all the time. And it has to be. That the priest would target Crispina, you know. Well, you take the weak. Exactly. You know? She, the, the, he knows how, how, how kind of messed up she is, and you know, that that, that that's the one to go. That's the and one that's to target. What, that's what makes it so disgusting. Yeah. Because we even see, you know, the the guy who, like, brings the laundry, the young man who brings the laundry yeah. to get washed. Mm-hmm. He's, like, flirting with... Um, with Bernadette. Bernadette, yeah, Nora Jane Noon's character. And Nora Jane Noon's kind of, like, strong-headed girl, yeah. you know? And she's like, fuck you. No, I'm not doing that. She is no pushover. Yeah, she's right. not going to go do that. Right. You see the sexual abuse through that aspect, and then later you see them, you know, picking on the weak. Yeah. And that's just disgusting and then you see some of the inmates start to do it themselves mm-hmm. just because the place has broken them there's uh katie who's one of the older inmates yes who is like clearly just suffering from stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. um and she has she is a devout catholic still and really believes in the philosophy of sister bridget and her minions and i know most of the ladies who were at these places remained catholics even, after this happened to them, even after they exactly, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is which is really uh, that that that's one of the saddest parts of the whole affair. Yeah, if they can use it positively, then that's fine. Yeah, but this is what they've seen and experienced. That's not Catholicism, you know. No. That's not what no. what they're supposed to be doing. The 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 perversion and twisting of Jesus's words mm-hmm. uh, over the last two millennia um, has really shaped. At least half of the world. Yeah. And the the sooner the world, you know, wakes up from this and understands, like, just how how wrongheaded it is. Stop twisting it. The better off. I mean, <laughs> like, like, I remember in, in, a, in a Max von Sydow in uh, Hannah and Her Sisters mm-hmm. giving a great statement on this. He mm-hmm. said, uh, if Jesus ever came back and saw what was being done in his name, he'd never stop throwing up. Yeah. Which is just... <laughs> That, that that's exactly how it is. You know what's funny though? Last night I put on the Seventh Seal with the commentary. Okay. And I, I got about halfway through because I was doing other stuff. It was background noise, but yeah. that's hilarious. You brought that up because that <laughs> right. movie is like pure what you just said. Absolutely, dude. Right. <laughs> J- just the the notion of it is is hypocrisy in its own right. But but then you see it kind of manifest itself in one of the inmates, Una, 
Um, Una O'Connor. Oh she, yeah, she she escapes. She at, escapes mm-hmm. at, like at the at the beginning of the story, and when they track her down, uh, you you see them. They're all they're all the girls are staying in this like uh, kind of dorm area where where there's just you know like cots you know uh-huh. uh, up across from each other, kind of like a barracks. Yes, and the the doors fly open. Una is thrown into the barrack and. She's got blood all over her face. She's clearly been assaulted. Her father's dragging her back in. And her father is, like, just dragging her physically in and then being incredibly uh, abusive Ugh. just in front of in front of the nuns, in front of the other inmates, and, and telling her that she's trash, that she's a whore. And then he calls the other girls whores, mm-hmm. uh, says he wants to get, he can't wait to get out of there because he just can't even stand to look at these women. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that this guy... This guy's got whiskey on his breath. Uh-huh. Uh, th- this this guy like spends all his time at the pub. The, the, you know he he is definitely unfaithful to his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he is human garbage, and he stands in judgment of people who haven't done a thing. And by the way, it's played by Peter Mullen, the writer and director. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. The line that hits me in the gut is when she's yelling at him, "I want to go home." And he gets in her face and has his, like, he grabs her hair and is, like, pulling her head back. And he's in her face and yells, you have no home. <sighs> and then he, he throws her down and leaves, like, storms out. It's disgusting what this man's doing. I'm going to keep saying disgusting. Yeah. There's a few words we're just going to keep saying. Exactly. Because we don't have the, the sore eye in front of us. So we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we don't, you know. We don't have it out. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to like find the words to like. like Let me get the thesaurus. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> the, Peter Mullins is on screen for 30 seconds. It's just so powerful. The, the, like like what he what he represents for the rest of society. It's, it's yeah. It sums up society's thoughts on this right. matter. Right. Basically. They're like he is just representing all, everyone who has thrown their daughter into the mm-hmm. into this place. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of want to go through what happens in the movie, but it really isn't too important because right. You don't really need a plot. That's one thing about the movie. It kind of doesn't have a real resolution kind of to anything. No. Like uh, Bernadette and Rose kind of escape. Yeah. And Margaret gets out because a man says she can. Yes. Uh, which I want to talk about that in a bit. Yeah. But um, it doesn't tell you what happened with the rest of the asylum with the sisters there or the, the mm-hmm. nuns or anything. Right. You don't find out what kind of repercussions happened or anything like that. Right. Which I would have liked to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, which... I know how you feel about it. That's my fault. We don't know what happens. You know, I I should know these things. You know, the (laughs) audience should be aware of, you know, this is a historical fiction movie. Mm -hmm. You should have some kind of idea of what it's about anyway. Yeah. But uh, I wish it would have closed it a little better. I see. But yeah, um, this movie, I'm not really going anywhere with this statement. I just needed to say these things. Uh, Because, and and I I know what you mean about like not going through the plot piece by piece because it's going to be mostly a... us like just talking about the philosophy of the movie. Yeah, it's just it's just what we've been talking about happening over and over again. Right. You know, um, and and then we see uh, Sister Bridget cutting the hair of Una. She has these clippers. She's shearing off her long hair because yes. she's a trollop. You right. Know? Right. Uh, now no man's gonna want her, or something like that. that that's that's she has no hair. Right. And she, and she's doing it while dressing down uh, Crispina and and Bernadette. Yeah. Uh, for for whatever infraction they've committed, they they were talking in the laundry is what happened. Yeah, and then Katie snitched yes. on him. Yes, she's a snitch. That, and and unlike you know prison stateside snitches in the Magdalen House are are regarded as you know they, yeah. they're pretty high up there because because they they have all the they, they don't even get favors from the nuns. 
Right. They just feel like they're doing God's duty yes. by reporting these things, mm-hmm. you know? And that that's one thing Katie does. There's like this animosity between Katie and Bernadette through the whole movie. Right. Which is really good. And Bernadette is caught by uh, Katie trying to plan an escape with the, the boy that brings the laundry in and The delivery stuff. kid, right. Yeah. And uh, she's going to tell. And then Katie, or uh, Bernadette tells her, you know, well, if you're going to tell, I'm going to kill myself. And then that's going to be your fault. And then we're both going to hell. And Katie's just like, <gasps> what What do I do now? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. I will go to hell. And she doesn't know what to do. She's so brainwashed. To reverse like, psychology, too. Exactly. To outmaneuver Katie. Yeah. Because that, that, that's how far down she has to go, mm-hmm. you know? And then at the end of the film, Katie's become ill, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Bernadette has been tasked with taking care of her. Yes. And she decides not to really take care of her. And she dies. <laughs> and uh, Bernadette says, you got what you deserved. And she, yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, she just pretty much like like spits on Katie's grave before yeah. it's even dug. I don't think she's in there like really killing her, you know? No. But he's not. she's not doing a good job at taking care of her. She's just coming in, dust off some stuff, maybe give her... A little bit of her food or whatever, yeah. and that's it. Right. She like, brings she brings yeah. the food, like changes the linens, and then yeah. and then instead of talking to her and being supportive, she she's like even like 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 talking shit to her mm-hmm. uh, when in this moment of in, in your time Ugh. of dying, no matter what you've done, you probably should be given some clemency. But uh, Bernadette's mm-hmm. been through like so much hell over the last six or seven years. Mm-hmm. She just there's no time for it, and she's giving Katie an earful about. Oh, well, you think the sisters really give a shit about you? Yep. They don't. And that's that's basically the last thing Katie hears on this earth. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's pretty devastating. And Norjay Noon's really good when she sees Katie is dead. She comes right. in and, like, taps her on the cheek, and she's she's dead. Yeah. Um, and you can see Norjay Noon's very happy about it. But her face kind of changes to this kind of sadness. Because she realizes, you know, this person is dead now. Sure. Um, and it's maybe it's not entirely her fault she's this way. Absolutely. Uh, that That's good acting, man. Like, because we don't cut to a different shot. She just, her facial expression just changes like that. And yes. It's exactly what needs to be done in this scene. So praises to Nora Jane Noon for uh, this. She, she's she's so great yeah. in this movie, mm-hmm. and and it, and like like you said, I mean, j- just with one physical tick, she she allows us to to get inside her mind and. Even if she hadn't said all that stuff before, mm-hmm. we would know that she was losing her humanity mm-hmm. um, j- just based on her her mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's able to project so much j- just with with you know like uh, a fluttering of an eye. It's 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 pretty great stuff. Yeah, she's good. Um, I think the best performance is from Eileen Walsh though, who plays Crispina. She's she's pretty magnetic. Yeah, yeah. She she needs a higher billing on this movie. Agreed. She's yeah. in it a lot. Yeah. Uh, this is the woman we've said who's kind of mentally unhinged and is preyed upon by the the people in charge. Yes. Her story is very tragic. She has been broken, and maybe even outside of the asylum, she probably wasn't all there mentally. No. I, I'd imagine she's easily controlled, and you see she has a, a kid outside of the walls here and her sister's taking care of her i'm assuming that's why she's in there because she had a child outside of wedlock yes and uh all she wants is to get out and see her kid you know you just see her kind of she reminds me of private pile actually Uh, agreed yeah and Mm -hmm. she just kind of keeps going a little farther off this deep end it keeps getting deeper and deeper right until she eventually snaps and she tries to kill herself and the the other ladies there save her and it's mainly because margaret 
has some kind of attachment to her now. Like, yeah. uh, they've become friends, I guess. Margaret's looking out for her. Yeah, kind of looking out for her. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And she tries to kill herself, and then she doesn't do it successfully, and then she tries to kill herself again by freezing herself. Oh, my God. She just wants out of this. And uh, does she try to do the suicide attempts after she says, you're not a man of God? No. Okay, um, so that's... Yeah, okay. Th- 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 the suicide attempts come before that. Okay, and um, then... Okay, that makes sense, because then she's like, you know what, I don't care. Right. And... Uh, Margaret has put like lie or something in the in the in the washing machines and and the priest gets like these red marks all over rashes all in his body and he's itching and stuff. Uh-huh. Which is good to see him get some comeuppance yes. for what he's done. <laughs> it, it's it it is it is a satisfying comeuppance in many ways because he is he is humiliated in front of the village. Yeah. Um the only problem is that no one is going to if like Crispina ever wants to tell her story. Mhm. Who is she going to tell? Yeah. I mean, like th- this guy, he he got embarrassed, but he's not suffering the consequences that he should, which no. is uh, a defrocking mm-hmm. and you know a complete exile, and actually just you know like murder, murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, capital murder should should happen to this man for for what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it's it's when when she is standing there. Like in the village, you know, during that ceremony, yelling at him, "You are not a man of God." Yeah. Um. She does it. I mean, on screen, we we probably hear it nineteen or twenty times. It's twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She stands up, and she says something to Sister Bridget about how she is itching. Yeah. And she's like itching her legs, like between her legs. So yeah. I'm assuming the priest just did something with her. Yes. Uh, which has transferred this itchy stuff. Right. Which just oh. It's, can't even think about that, but yeah. Then she turns around and yells, "You're not a man of God!" Twenty four times at this man who's running across the field nude, scratching his body. Yes, it's quite powerful. This scene, and like Geraldine McHugh and his sister Bridget, like when when Crispina comes over and starts itching and saying, "You know I, that she has this problem," like I think Sister Bridget realizes in that moment exactly what's happening, mm-hmm. and that the priest has done this. Uh-huh. Um, and she's trying to get Crispina to like to shut up. But they're not in the asylum, so she can't use her normal methods. Right. Everyone will see what she does. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she's telling her very calmly, but still like with a restrained rage, you know, go sit down, shut up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that's when Crispina lets loose with the you're not a man of God. And repeating it 24 times is like if someone <laughs> did this in real life, you'd think that they were, you know, unstable. Uh-huh. And, and you would wonder what, what, what has come over them. But I guess really for our purposes and really to get the movie's philosophy across, the reason you say it 24 times is because we don't want you to forget, you know, (laughs) (laughs) what's happening here. Um, That that it's not just like the atrocities of the Magdalene house. It's it's the abomination and the abuses against women in particular and children that the Catholic Church has perpetuated (laughs) for all these years. Don't ever let it leave your mind, everybody, that, that this is what's happened. Yeah, you claim to be a man of God, mm-hmm. and you're doing these things. Yes. You're not a man of God. How dare you? Yes. You're a man of power. That's what you are. Precisely. Precisely. Jesus, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and then th- the next day, she's shipped off to the loony bin mm-hmm. because of what she's done. Yes. And I guess they, because of her outburst, they have some kind of excuse to do this. Right. Uh, 
and that, that's sad because she's gone. And we learn at the end of the film, they do a little recap on each of our characters here. Yeah. And we learn she died of... Anorexia. Anorexia at the age of 24. Right. In a padded room. Probably just due, of course, as we know, to that they're not feeding her. Yeah, I was going to say, it's from malnourishment. It probably yes. wasn't anorexia. Yes, of course. They, they make it look like she's still got a problem. When, when in fact, they institutionalized her for no reason, didn't give her any treatment that she actually needed. Um, this is a, you know, like... Just, just cruelty for no reason, you know. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's 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 really really horrible. Uh, it's this movie is kind of a tough watch. It is. It's uh, it's not the toughest watch we've done, but man, right, man. And we were talking off off the air here, just like the Irish have had pretty shitty luck, you know. Uh, of course, this sucks. Yeah, man. the the the. Oh man, <laughs> um, like like here's the here's the thing. Too about when we're talking about like I guess the troubles you know yes. in Ireland, um, the movie opens with uh, just a black screen and it says you know County Dublin 1964, and you hear in this guy Paul McAdam um, he starts singing this song, and for a minute and a half like you you hear the the reason why people are proud of Irish culture. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love the opening to this movie. I, it I've, looked great. It I've, looked like a good time. I've probably listened to that song since I saw the movie uh, Friday night. I've probably listened to that song twenty times. Really? I listened to it twice on the way over here. Wow! I had it queued up on my phone because I just can't stop listening. It's to it. It's a great song. It's just a drum song. It's, it's just drums. A guy's got a bow. I think it's called a bowdron or something like that. It's it's that specific drum. Yeah. And he's just playing this drum and and singing like all some kind of like I don't know. Um, all of humanity, all, all of like the the best parts of humanity are just in this guy's voice, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, you know, I I totally get why 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 you'd have this pride in who you are, mm-hmm. and it leads then into the brutality of what this film is. Mm-hmm. So it's like behind that veneer of of just you know like the loveliest music in the world. Yep, <laughs> it, it's it's not a sham, but 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 he, here's the price you're gonna have to pay. God, that sucks. Yeah. And we're, we're talking about Irish specifically here, but I mean, this, we've already said that it's universal. There's every, of course. every culture, every society has amazing things. Yes. They are amazing, but there's always this dark underlying thing behind stuff, which sucks. <laughs> completely. God damn it. Completely. It's, it's, it's the fear of, I guess, what, what, well, we've decided our sins and, then not knowing or not realizing or not even caring that, that you're committing an even a, a far greater sin against the, the supposed sinner. How do you how do they justify what they're doing? They say they're justifying it because God tells them this or yes. whatever. But I mean, he's not coming down and telling you they'll beat this woman. According to them, he yeah, is. But man, no, he's not. Exactly. Are you? I know. How are you justifying this shit? I don't get it. They're saying it's, it's by divine providence, but but of course we know that they're full of shit. Would would you be doing this if you were just at you know a regular church on the street? No, you're doing it because you're in a position where you can get away with it. Unchecked. You're power. just a regular crook, man. Right. Exactly. You're just a gangster. Yes. That's all you are. Yes. You're a criminal. You're a piece of shit. Of course. And and you know like Sister Bridget says to uh, Bernadette. All men are sinners, slaves to temptation, so we remove that temptation from the world. Mm, yeah. Okay. 
It, it's it's just. How about removing the trash? Yes, yes. How about removing the institution? How about like figuring out, waking up from the idea that there's a a, a god who is who is looking down on us and. I guess I guess consigning us to damnation over over things that over natural urges. Yeah. And and you know and then not punishing someone who has who has brutalized another person. Right. Isn't the divine idea that no one should be doing this? You would think. Yeah. Not just women. When when you have men, men are okay. Uh, like, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Of course. You know, like, like, like that—that th- that is, that is just the the, the notion that, that drives some of this stuff is is the the hatred and fear of well, of women. It's the, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's Eve, man. Right, damn right. apples and shit. Original God sin. Damn, that's where it comes from. But like all the problems of the world from from one thing that happened that that <laughs> may 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 or may not have happened. We don't know. Jesus, dude. Oh man. Right. All right. Let's. Let's let's find something to talk about here. Okay. Um. Let's let's reel it back in. We've yeah. Been, we've been railing pretty hard for about right. ten minutes. I bet. Right. On this. We don't have a theology <laughs> podcast, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's it just turned into that because of this. Uh, uh, Sister Bridget has a lot of JFK pictures. Have you? Did yeah. You notice that? Yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> Why? Well, because because he's Irish. Yeah. I guess. And and I know that like that. Because he was the first Irish Catholic U.S. president, okay. um, he wasn't expected to win, and I, 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 I suppose that, that she would have thought that was a pretty big deal. <laughs> I guess um, that's hilarious. It is. It is, is it because funny. he, you know, committed crimes against women too. Um, yes, is that, is that why? That, that's probably she admires his Irish heritage and the fact that he's a misogynist. <laughs> he's the patron saint of misogyny. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Oh, dude, man, yeah, that 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 is a great touch, though, because it's not just in one spot. She, like when we yeah, see yeah. it on her desk, it's like, oh, okay, it's there. Then you go over to the file cabinet. There's another one, and there's one on the safe, and it's like, yes, there's like this place is adorned with JFK. Of course, it's got more pictures of JFK than Jesus. Yeah, there you, know? you go. And oh man, <laughs> and the other, the other, the other sister, uh, sister Bridget moment is that that I remember is her watching the bells of Saint Mary's. The movie they watch, yes. yeah. The, the 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 archbishop has has decided to like give them this movie night, yeah. Um, and he picks the bells of Saint Mary's, and she like goes into this. Now, were Sister Bridget, um, an upright and good Catholic nun, her speech that she gives about like being, uh, in love with films. Mm-hmm. And having this secret, des- like you know, like she 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 spins it as like I had a secret, I had a secret desire and a secret love affair with mm-hmm. films, and everyone laughs. Yeah. Now that would be a very sweet story if it was coming from someone who wasn't you know completely evil. Yeah. Um, and Geraldine McEwen, to her credit, is able to project that onto this unknowing audience of like visitors to the Magdalen House. Mm-hmm. And when the bells of Saint Mary starts. And you see, you know, Ingrid Bergman, like, tearfully talking about, like, what it means to be a nun. Mm-hmm. You see Sister Bridget and the other nuns watching the movie and crying and with their arm, with their with their hands folded yeah. in prayer. And, and they're, they're just so moved by this speech. Mm-hmm. They think that they are doing God's work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... You, you you can ne- like not only are you just like shaking your head in exasperation at their deeds that we've already seen, but the idea just like what we see today, people who believe they are speaking for God and they don't know that they're evil. Yeah. Um. I I, I don't I the, the reason we're so upset right now and the reason we're just yelling into microphones <laughs> is because there's no saving it other than mass extermination. <laughs> I guess, I you guess know. So. 
We need Skynet to come I, we, and that, that's, annihilate us. That's the only way that do, do we all have to go for for this yeah. for this to be fixed. Miles Dyson, where is he? He's unfortunately get, he unfortunately uh, sacrificed he, he himself. Died. That's right. Wait, in the but, one timeline, he but did I was about anyway. to say, aren't we in a different timeline now? We, well, we we could because Joe Morton is still alive. So, <laughs> you all know. right, then we're all set. Exactly. <laughs> How about just a timeline where these atrocities don't happen? How about that? Um, let's go to that timeline. I if if we could, we would, and and we we would just be. I I, I don't know if like our system are. Our brains could handle a, a world in which this didn't exist. Well, I just watched The Matrix, you know. The first Matrix mm. was uh, an ideal place. There was no yes. suffering. True. Everyone was happy. True. And we rejected the program because we thrive on killing each other. It's in our nature to destroy. Humanity. So we're, we're fucked, people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we are. We are, Don't no matter what. And the dudes can't save you. No. Nope. And, and if you watch this movie... Religion's not going to save you. No, no, <laughs> uh, unless you can find like like someone with a true faith who 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 truly mm-hmm. like understands the what what uh, what Christian love is supposed to be about. Then um then yeah, there is no saving it. Yeah, don't don't follow Sister Bridget, please. If you encounter Sister Bridget, she should know, be called Sister La- Ratchet. <laughs> That's that's what her name needs to be. She is she is as evil as she is way worse than than Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, of de- course, definitely. Um, and b- b- mainly because she has so much power behind her. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, like she is an authoritarian with an iron glove. You know, like like they're and you oh. know and when uh, Margaret and Bernadette or when Rose and Bernadette do make their escape, mm-hmm. in a lesser film, they would have. Uh, used those scissors and knifed Sister Bridget. I thought it was going to go there. Yes. Yeah. I, I the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh man, this you know, like, it is it, are, are they going to stick that that scissors in her throat?" Yeah. Um. Now it would have been satisfying to see it, like just from a like I guess a visceral perspective of mm-hmm. like we're, we're just cheering on these people who have been wronged, but it, of course that would have been the ultimate in religious hypocrisy, yeah. you know, on their part because mm-hmm. they, they have now committed truly a mortal sin by killing another person. That's true. Yeah. They, they didn't have to kill her, though. They no. could have maybe stabbed her yeah. in the leg or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, you would have wounded her? Uh, wounded her. Shoot her in the kneecap like Arnold. <laughs> Keep talking about Terminator. <laughs> Do it. Kneecap <laughs> shots are fun. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah. N- yeah. I, I agree. Not killing yeah. Sister Bridget was a good call. And it's also satisfying when they're 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 running through the halls trying to make their escape, and they they take that uh, that big candle holder. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> when you see Nora Jane Noon like 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 threatening oh, yeah. the other nuns with this thing, like she's gonna you know bash them with right. it. They go running back into their room in fear, and then they come back out to like look again. Yeah. And you see her. You hear the footsteps again coming down the. And she goes, "I told you to get the fuck you back." You see Bernadette the room. running back into frame with this big candlestick. <laughs> it's great. It's funny. It's, it's the really only thing good. funny in the movie. It's the only time you laugh. It's the like whole a time. Looney Tunes bit. I know. Uh, but because, man, because like those nuns go scamping, scamper, yeah. they scurry into the room like, right. "Oh shit!" Right. She's coming back. Because Bernadette's not taking your shit. Exactly. And, and, and we know that you are physical cowards. Like, <laughs> yes. that, that, that's, that's exactly. been revealed to when us. When you're confronted with something like this, mm-hmm. you're going to submit. That's right. Yeah. Like, any of the women who have been in this this asylum, um, if if they had ever, like, banded together, just in that one room, in that one 
uh, area where, where the main characters are. Mm-hmm. If, if they had decided to just like rush the nuns mm-hmm. one day, yeah. it's done. But it's not in their nature because that's not who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they understand that, like, that that's not what you do in a society. They were living by the rules of society and society decided to reject them. Yeah. And sadly, they're living in the rules of this new place mm. and being conformed to it and they're, they're brainwashed to it. Yes. Like, we... We are bad people. Yes. We're trying to be good people now, and they're helping us. Sadly, most of the people here, they show a lot of elderly women here right. who have probably been here for 40 years because of some man raping them, you know? Oh, God. You don't get out of this place. It's a life sentence. And you, you keep saying you're institutionalized, man. You are stuck here, and you believe you deserve to be there. Yep. So that's why they don't do this stuff. And it takes... These new inmates to kind of before they're broken, to try to get out of this. Right, Una was the one the, the one we talked about who escaped earlier, mm-hmm. um, and who was like thrown back in. Um, she eventually like a- after after uh, Sister Bridget uh, shaves her head and and brings her to her knees and everything, she ends up like taking the vows mm-hmm. and going to she's going to become a nun. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it, it's it's really heartbreaking in, in what's supposed to be a beautiful moment. Of, of someone deciding that they're going to devote their lives, you know, to yeah. like take a vow of poverty and, and just help humanity mm-hmm. the way uh, a true nun would do or a true priest. Um, we, we, we can't help but like feel tragic for her. Right. Because uh, she's going to be probably uh, shepherded along by people like Sister Bridget and mm-hmm. her crew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, and I, it's not her call. No. She's doing this out of convenience. That's what it seems like. Absolutely, because what else does she have? Yeah. Right. And that's not how you how you become a nun. That's not how you get God's grace. You don't do that under duress. Right. You know? Right. That's not true calling. That's No. That's just, you know, manipulation. Someone puts a gun <laughs> to your head and says, you know, accept Jesus as your personal savior. Exactly. That, that, yeah. that, that's not what it's about. Yeah. Right. No. Um and when uh when Margaret's brother comes to get get her, yeah, I guess it's been about four years, and just randomly he shows up, and uh, a letter comes, and they're like, "All right, come on, go, you're out." Just because a man came and said, "I want to take you out," they'll they'll do it. That's it. It's fine. Um, her brother, who probably didn't even commit her, he comes back one day and just like, "Let's go." And it's, yeah, oh, dude, and what? Anne Marie Duff says is, I can't believe it's that simple. Mm-hmm. That line sums up the entire movie. It's heartbreaking. It's because a man wanted to take you out or wanted to put you there. You're legally obligated to do it because someone just snapped their fingers. It's kind of disgusting. It's appalling. There's a new word. App- there, <laughs> thank you, dude. Yes, you used appalling. That is precisely what it is. Yeah. And... And it's also true that like like Margaret is like Anne Marie Duff is great in that scene too because mm-hmm. after she says that thing about like that's how simple it is, she then goes off on her brother, mm-hmm. um, who who you're right he didn't commit her because he was just a kid when she was thrown in. He there. watched her get dragged into the car and right carted off, and she says to him, "Where the hell have you been for the last four years?" He says, "I was growing up." Yeah, like. He doesn't deserve that kind of treatment, but at the same time, you understand why she says what she says, because mm-hmm. it's like, what she's mad at is not him, it's her father. Yeah. Like, her father should have been the one to never have done this. He should have been taking the guy who raped her, her cousin at the wedding, and 
uh, throwing him somewhere. Exactly. In, in an institution. Yes. Or a pit of spikes. Of course. Of course. That, that, that kid should have been killed on the spot. There's a lot of spike pits in Ireland, right? I... <laughs> They do have rancors, I believe, in Ireland. That's you know? good, yeah. Yes. That's why Luke went there. <laughs> That's why he was in exile in yeah, Ireland? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there's some levity. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, man. Anything else on the movie, Dave? Oh, uh, well. Jeez. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, on our old website, we had done, like... Um, the, the the best 50 films of each decade. Yeah, yeah. You had a, a big list going there. Right. I had this one, I, I think it like somewhere in the teens uh, of the two, uh, like of the, the best 2000. films of the 2000s. This is truly one of the best films of the 2000s. It's of pretty its decade. good. Um, and the, the, the acting in it is like, it, it's there's never one false note from anyone in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Nora Jane Noon is really like, Proves herself to be kind of a powerhouse and a real screen mm-hmm. presence. Yeah. Um, and Geraldine McEwen, we, we've seen her in a ton of stuff, even if we didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, she's the lady playing that uh, that evil witch mm-hmm. who like guides Alan Rickman. Um, <laughs> You've brought that movie up twice in two weeks. Dude. It, it, well, you know, I, I, I <laughs> have kinda, you watched it recently? Yeah, I I actually have. And, okay, and, cool. And I, I've I've kind of like but because Alan Rickman is so awesome in God, it, I can't good. stop watching it. I, I want to watch it again. Yeah, because oh. it's it's a it's a less than good movie, but man, Alan Rickman is the best, and Geraldine McEwen as a as an out as an actual Satanist. Um, <laughs> It's almost like a companion to this performance That's because it's awesome, like yeah. she, she's she's like she is so <laughs> unbelievably evil in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you see her like at the end, she's not wearing her habit. She just has that little doily on her head that, mm-hmm. that, that, that's tied at, at the throat. She looks so old and helpless and she's not. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say other than th- th- this movie will, will knock you out when you see it. Yeah. Definitely will. So, uh, would you recommend it? Five stars and recommend. Absolutely. All right. Sweet. Yeah. yeah I'd recommend it too. I'm giving it four stars. Okay. It's a great film, though, mm-hmm. man. Uh, don't don't think it's bad because I only gave it four stars. Of course. <laughs> this is a right. good movie, dude. Right. It's really good. <laughs> all right. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. Gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And if you don't use iTunes, you can find us anywhere else. You get a podcast or go to dudesonmovies.com and you can find anything you need right there. Yes. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. That's how Liam got in touch with us. Yes. Thank you, Liam. Again, this was Dudes on Demand. Mm-hmm. Re- Liam. Over from the UK, man. Yes. Thanks for uh, chiming in and picking up this great movie. Right. Uh, so, Dave, what is the question of the week? Question of the week. Um, and this one will have a lot of a lot, a lot of films to choose from. Well, what's your favorite movie or just any kind of great movie that you like on the plight of of the Irish people? Yeah, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. We, we listed like 10 off the air today. Yes. And then we were like, hey, that's a good subject. Right. <laughs> anyway, so it's Dudes on Demand continues. we got a couple weeks left. And next week we're doing... 2017's Mother, directed by Darren Aronofsky and starring Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. This comes from Sarah in Annapolis. Mm-hmm. You can hit us up on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, we usually don't do current year movies, so right. this is uh, going to be fun. You're going to get some love on an episode for Mother and then probably when we do our Oscar show. And we haven't done an Aronofsky film, have we? We have not yet. We've talked about mm-hmm. The Wrestler before. But yes, that, we have. That's it. All right. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.